Welcome to Views from the World Tree. On this week's show, it's the first week of Steve's holiday sabbatical, and we take our first look at what we'll be doing for the holiday interlude episodes. And now, on with the show. Oh, yes. I see. Good news, everyone! So for this week, we're going to forego the traditional news format that Steve and I do at the beginning. Um, Listeners, as you may remember, as Steve announced last week, he's going to be taking a break um, since he and his wife are expecting a new baby any day now. So instead, uh, we thought it would be cool as kind of our first episode with uh, Chelsea as a official host to kind of reformat the format of Steve and I's first episode where we just did some getting to know you questions uh, so that you all can get to know Chelsea um, a little bit more since she'll be filling in for uh, the next several weeks while Steve is out. So Chelsea, welcome. Good to have you here. Thanks. Glad to be here. (laughs) And thank you for filling in for Steve. I know he appreciates it. He'll owe me later. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, so like I said, when he and I started this a year and a half ago, uh, we had a, we called it episode zero and didn't really have a specific topic. We just kind of did some like icebreaker questions. And so I thought it would be cool to just cherry pick a few of those and go back and take you through them so that um, our audience can get to know you a little bit more. So first question if you had any superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, that's a hard one because there, you know, you get asked this question over the years and I feel like my answer changes over the years. Um, initially, it kind of depends to me on how truthful is my answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, my go-to is usually flying. Um, having the ability just to get around and quickly go where you want to go. And I've enjoyed that, that feature in various games, like, especially in breath of the wild. I love being able to just like jump off the cliff and just parachute to wherever (laughs) I want to go. And so I think that would be really cool. Um, if I was looking for a true superpower, just to like, as my normal person, something to like help me in my daily life. Um, I have always thought about invisibility, um, <laughs> uh, especially as a teacher, being able to be invisible and like, see, you know, what, do, what do people do when I'm not there is kind of my secret power that I would want to have is to be able just to know what's going on without my influence. So Nice. Very good answers. <laughs> Other than it shows my trust issues. <laughs> <laughs> I think when Steve asked me this question um, back in season one, I think I said time travel, and I think he determined that that was cheating. <laughs> um, so I will say 
I would like the ability to... Hmm. I'm going to go with the ability to create things out of nothing. Like just reshape matter into whatever. Like, I feel like that's pretty broad and you could do it, use it to like make money or, you know, whatever, whatever you want it to. That's what I always wonder about that question is, can it be a combination of superpowers like most superheroes <laughs> have or something like Alamancy where you get like different abilities based on different metals. Like it definitely opens a broad category, but yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Second question. Um, this one kind of gets into like the, the personality um, test type thing but in a nerdy way. So the question is, what would be your, so if you were in the world of Dungeons and Dragons or in the world of Vox Machina, whatever, what would be your D&D class that you would pick and what would be your character alignment? First off, it's pretty amazing just to imagine getting to be in any fantasy world. Um, I mean, that's, I guess, why they're called fantasy worlds is because they're amazing places with a variety of options and things. I, over the years, I've tended to lean towards wizard was always my first go-to just because I like the idea of spell casting. But the more I learn about D&D and learn about different options that are out there and not just the go-to options or the easy, like, well-known options um i definitely would lean towards either like a druid or a sorcerer partly because again it's still that spell magic like i think that's just like such a cool idea to be able to just make things happen and just <laughs> you know i want fire here's fire if i want lightning here's lightning like i just i love that idea of being able to just like make things happen uh, and I like the nature elements. And so being able to see the different elements of nature, I, I think if I were to really create my person in a D and D world, if I was really like actually living there and had to like go create who I would want to be from the beginning, I think the Druid appeals to me because of my current knowledge and understanding of the importance of nature and how much nature plays a role in everything. And so I would want that ability to connect so deeply with nature and have an understanding of how it works. Okay, cool. My, whenever I get asked this question, my go-to is usually uh, either a ranger, druid, or artificer, or some combination. So uh, just kind of because of the same reasons that you said that connection to like nature and growing things. Um, but then also I like the idea of a ranger because of the animal companionship and kind of the like wanderer, adventurer, hunter type deal. That's kind of like, that's kind of who I am as a person. So, I mean, you know, we're married, but <laughs> So, yeah. Well, and that's probably why we are married is because my next two that I looked at when I was looking at the list of options 
were ranger and artificer. There you go. Um, The other thing I think is cool, like you said, mentioned with the animal companionship that I thought about with the druid is that ability to morph into an animal and figure out what is your spirit animal? What is your creature? Mm -hmm. Um, Which I feel like ties a little bit into that invisibility ability that I was talking about or superpower. Mm -hmm. Because then I could be something that is unassuming um, and be able to observe the world without influencing one way or another. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, So then for the second part of that question, um, your character alignment, what is, um, and I know you took a, like a personality test uh, to kind of guide your answer here. So what is um, like your actual character alignment? You, the way that you answer the questions, the way your outlook on life and your morals are. Based on the survey that I took, that was like over a hundred (laughs) questions. It was a lot. Um, It came out to be chaotic good, um, which often is can, when you look at the different options kind of considered is considered the rebel. Um, And I feel like that actually is a pretty good fit for me because I tend to want to always do good. I want to make the right choices and help, help other people and be a guiding force to help things. But yet I'm sometimes random in those decisions. (laughs) And, but I also like to be myself and do my own thing Mm -hmm. and not just do something because other people want to do it. Okay. So every, it's, it's kind of funny. I, I was curious what your result would be. Um, and it's actually really close to what mine is. Every time I've uh, thought about it or every time I've taken one of these tests, I always come back as chaotic neutral. Um, so still on the chaotic side, but <clears throat> excuse me, more on the more towards neutral on the spectrum of good versus evil, um, which is really similar to what you got. The difference, I think, is that I put my own freedom above the altruism of good versus evil. And you still ultimately try to do good and then try and like keep your personal liberty in there wherever possible. So I think we're really close. I think you tend to value good more than personal liberty at all costs. And I value personal liberty like above everything. Which may or may not be a good thing for me, but (laughs) it's something I'm working on. But I think it's, you know, it does help to have both, like to have those moments to be reminded when to take care of yourself and the moments of when to take care of others. Yeah. And I mean, if we're being honest, chaotic good is, it's much more, it's much easier to be a functioning, contributing member of society and follow that uh, archetype of chaotic good as opposed to somebody who's chaotic neutral. Like it's part of the reason that I don't really tend to fit in with like society and politics and stuff. So good for you. (laughs) I try. All right. Um, Next question then. So getting in maybe a little bit to like the, the Freudian question um, or one of them, because they're, both kind of are, are looking more towards your childhood, but uh, when you were a child, if you can remember, what was your dream job when you were a kid? 
And as a second part to that question, if you had the ability and the means to follow that dream now, would you still want to do it? And why or why not? So for me, this is an interesting question because I have a very distinct memory from around fourth or fifth grade where I was talking with a teacher um, about different, you know, different things that we could be when we grow up and what do we want to be. And the, at one point, I don't, the conversation, in the conversation, she said that a lot of people end up growing up to be what they were, what they wanted to be when they were 10 years old. And I thought that was interesting. And so I kind of like made a mental note of what I wanted to be when I was 10 years old. And at the time, I very much wanted to be either a flight nurse or a teacher. And there you go. (laughs) I ended up as a teacher. So apparently I hit the hit the mark with that. And I ended up being what I wanted to be at 10 years old. And if like today, if I were to look at it, absolutely flight nurse would not be on my list. (laughs) Um, I think there was a lot of like lofty goals and aspirations for that. Not as much of the reality of what it would be like to be an actual flight nurse and dealing with those emergency medical issues um, and get stemmed more from my desire to help others. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely wouldn't go down that path now. Um, And as I am currently a teacher, I probably wouldn't go down that path either (laughs) if I could redo things. Uh, I, without getting into a lot of politics, I do feel like there's a lot going on in education today that makes it very difficult to be a teacher. And so I don't know that it's one I would choose from the beginning. Um, in fact, most times when I meet people who are like just starting college and they're asking, Oh, should I, you know, should I go into teaching too? And I'm always, no, don't do it. (laughs) Like there's just too much stuff to like fix the system. Uh, I did also think about though, like, well, what would be my dream job now? Like if I didn't meet my dream job and don't really want to do any of my dream jobs from when I was a kid, I think my dream job now would be, uh, really anything that gives me different challenges and a variety of tasks, something that has new things um, so that it's changing. Like I wouldn't do well in a job that is the same thing every day. Like I want something that's going to provide new challenges, new creativity, creative options. So probably something art related. Um, I always joked at one of my jobs that I was the fireman because I was always like solving problems and putting out fires and taking care of issues for other people. And that was one of the things like I really loved about that job was being able to think on my feet quickly and figure out what needed to be done and how to solve it and get that feedback from people. And so I would look for something along those lines now too. Nice. Well, 10-year-old Chelsea was much more mature than 10-year-old Adam because I think 10-year-old Adam wanted to be like a paleontologist or something. So, um, which 
I mean, I probably wouldn't follow that dream, even if I had the opportunity. I really like the outdoors out aspect of it and being out in nature as opposed to being stuck behind the desk as an engineer. But other than that, probably wouldn't go there. I think it was just because Jurassic Park was about that time. But anyway, um, last question then. And this can get as like as deep or stay as shallow as you want. But if you had the chance to go back in time and spend one hour with your 17-year-old self, what things would you tell yourself? Does this include meeting or not meeting you? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. If you had the chance to leave right now, just like bamf out of our house, go back to your 17-year-old self, what would you tell yourself? The first piece of advice I would give myself is to go for it and don't hold back. I think I let a lot of things get in my way. Um, as a young adult, I feel like I didn't do things or didn't try things because I was scared. I was worried about making the wrong decision. I was worried about not living up to what was expected of me. Um, and so I feel like I, I really held, held back. I definitely like still went for things and, you know, and tried to do things and accomplished many great things, but I feel like there, I still kind of tried to conform to what I was expected to do. Um, and so I think that's probably my first advice is just, if there's something that I want to do, go for it. Like if I like, don't be afraid to try something that I want to do. And my second piece of advice is kind of almost the same thing um, would be to worry less about what other people think. Um, I always, you know, tried to like blend in and, you know, it's a lot easier now as an, an adult to kind of make my own decisions and do what I want. And I finally, for the first time, like actually colored my hair to be (laughs) more colorful than a standard color. (laughs) And so, you know, I really like it. I like being able to look at myself and see something that makes me happy. And I was afraid of standing out. And so I wouldn't, I would never have colored my hair like this as a 17 year old, but did I think it was cool at 17? Yeah. Like, so I wish I, I would have been more willing to try that sooner in my life to just enjoy, enjoy what I want and not what other people worrying about what other people will think of it. I think my last piece of advice is a little less like personal, emotional, like (laughs) how to fix myself so that I'm, you know, feel like I'm who I want to be, um, would be buy house and buy property. (laughs) Like that's like the best advice I feel like I could give myself is like, if I had just bought an apartment or just bought like a piece of property back, you know, 20 years ago at this point, like it would have helped so much financially to be Mm -hmm. more better off right now and to have a lot more value to my name, like monetary value. 
um, that could have come from that. Cause I had the means and I had the, you know, if I pushed, pushed myself, I definitely could have afforded doing an apartment or, you know, something small, but it, you know, would have been something that I could have traded up and worked up towards something bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, whenever I ask this question to people, that's all, that's usually the number one answer <laughs> is something financial related. And it usually boils down to either buying real estate or like buying Apple stock. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause at the time Apple was, Apple was the joke. Um, and you could have got it for pennies on the dollar, but, and then when Steve and I did these questions, the other one that I talked about was almost exactly what your second one was, which was don't worry about what other people think of you. Um, and he and I got into a little bit of a, a deep dive on it. And if you're listening to this, you can go back and listen to it if you want. It's, it's literally the very first episode. Um, but I, like when I was 17 and when I was in high school, I was so concerned with people's image of me and that peer pressure. And like, you know, I was, I did the track in the cross country and I had the letterman jacket and walked around like I owned the high school. Um, but I wasn't really true to myself. Like I was everything that I did, the clubs that I joined, the like athletics that I did, it was to fulfill some like idealistic view of what a high school student should be. Um, and so I didn't really get to explore like some of the nerdy stuff, like the D and D, um, or, you know, to your point about the colored hair, I was very concerned with being like this very clean cut, um, you know, in the, in the Mormon church, they call it the Peter priesthood, uh, image, just super like clean, short hair, very wholesome, very straight laced, straight laced. Exactly. And, um, I mean, you obviously know what I look like now. Our listeners that haven't seen any of the live shows, I have long hair. I have a big beard. I have the start of a tattoo sleeve going up my arm. Like this, I feel like is much more true to who I am. And I feel like I missed out on a lot of the opportunities to explore that when I was younger. Um, So I would probably have much the same answers that you did. So... <clears throat> All right, so that brings us to the end of the questions. And typically, not every episode, but as many as we can, we try and end with a like a mindfulness moment. Uh, we try and bring it back around to you know trying to like better ourselves and better the world. And I found a quote um, last week or a couple weeks ago, and I think it applies particularly during this time of year. And so I'll just, I'll share the quote and then I'll kind of, I'll say what I think about it and I'll get your take on it. So the quote is, I don't care who's doing better than me. I'm doing better than I was last year. It's me versus me. And I think this can apply in a lot of different ways, but um, uh, I've talked on this podcast before about how I feel like I've, And even on this episode, I guess, I feel like I kind of got a late start um, on a lot of things in life. I had to like kind of pause and hit reset um, when I was in my my late 20s. But like having just recently bought a house um, in my mid 30s and, you know, 
it feels like sometimes I feel like I'm not at the right point on that like timeline of life. I feel like, you know, some of the other people my age are, seems like they're further ahead. Um, but as I've kind of spent some time thinking about it um, for the last, probably the last year, especially, that's really a lot. It's a negative way of looking at it. And um, it really reinforces some of the, like the flaws that I see in myself that are not necessarily true. And so I'm trying to think about it now as, and this is part of the reason we started doing these mindfulness moments is just living in the moment, being present and content with what you have right now. And then as far as the holiday season, it seems like this time of year, there's always such a, a drive to compete with other people. It's all about who can give the best gift or who gets the best gift. Um, and it's really not about that. It's about just paying attention to you, staying in your own lane, like the kids say these days, and just trying to be better than you were last year. So like the, it says, it's, it's you versus you. Um, as long as you're improving doesn't matter where you are compared to other people. You don't know the opportunities that they had and they don't understand maybe the struggles that you went through uh, to each get where you are today. So that was kind of long-winded, but what do you think of the quote? I would agree a lot with what you said. I had a similar conversation with my mom last week um, thinking about just that comparing ourselves to others and how and she was talking about some of the comparisons she was making to people her age and I was like well you know I do the same thing to people my age I compare to them you know so many people are you know comparing you know do you have a house do you have kids do you have you know what what are the different things that you have and it's easy to do that no matter what your age is it's easy to try and compare to others, but ultimately we have to just worry about ourselves. We can't, you know, like I, I think you put it really well when you said looking at why, like people don't know what we've been through. They don't know what it took to get where we are now. And that's why it's so important. So I definitely would agree with all of your long-winded comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice that you're so supportive of, of my ramblings. But... <laughs> all right. Well, it's a, been a bit of a shorter episode, probably about uh, 25, 30 minutes when all is said and done. But I uh, hope you guys had an opportunity to get to know Chelsea a little bit more. And you'll get to know her a little bit more over the next few weeks until... Steve is uh, is back from the new baby duties. Uh, we are going to go ahead and record an episode for next week. Um, it will be coming out on Christmas Day. We will not record it on Christmas Day, obviously, but uh, because of the day it comes out on, we thought it would be fun to take a look at some of Chelsea and I's uh, favorite holiday traditions and memories. So we look forward to seeing you then. Thank you.